epic win over Dublin in the National Football League semi-final today in Kilkenny and we'll hear from Stephen Henderson after a Cubs draw with Longford last night plus much, much more it's all on the way Welcome along to the show here on Cork's Red FM. Kieran Regan and Lauren with you for the next hour or so and an absolutely jam-packed show we have indeed for you. Plenty of sporting action. Lauren was in Parky Rin earlier on today at the Senior Ireland Championship matches. We'll have reaction from there and we'll have reaction from Parky Rin last night as well, plus much, much more. But uh, to try and wrap up all the day's action, uh, Lauren... Yeah, we'll get started straight into the GEA. So there was a very busy day across Cork today. Uh, there was two games down for decision in Parky Rin. Uh, Killa faced Napiersik earlier in the uh, first throw in there. Napiersik won that game 18 points to 112. While in the second game, we were served up a cracker. Glenn Rovers uh, stealing the lead there in the last 10 minutes to win out there 117 to Middleton 16 points. While down in Clonakilty, Newcestown didn't have enough for Bandon. Bandon winning out there 117 to 17 points. And then shifting over to the Premier Intermediate Championship Mallow and Carrigaline faced off in Ballincollig. Mallow 315 to Carrigaline's 212, while Blarney had six to spare over Ballinhasig 24 points to 212. Then moving on to Ladies Gaelic Football and Cork are back in the Division 1 final. That that was after extra time today in Nolan Park where they beat Dublin 118 to 214 and they will now face off um, against Galway in that final and that final is down for decision on Sunday, May the 5th. Orla Finn scored 13 points today for Cork. Then on to football, where I think we have some uh, roundups uh, In the Premier League today, Everton uh, took full points against Man United. Yeah, Paul Anthony was at this one, Lauren. Two stunning strikes in the first half from Rickalson and Sigerson set the foundation for a thumping win. Second half goal from Digne and Walcott confirmed just that. United never got going, and despite having Lukaku, Rashford and Marshall up front, they managed just one shot on target in the whole 90 minutes. In truth, the home team could have had more goals, but it finished. Everton 4, Manchester United 0. While Crystal Palace and Arsenal are just after finishing up there and we got a, a couple of goals in that game. Yeah, Andrew Chill has uh, the jam-packed uh, goal fest here. Benteke unmarked ahead home number one Zaha ignored as he waltzed in for the second and MacArthur unmarked ahead number three Ozil's angled driver level, levelled it one all and at 3-1 down Obama Young struck to set up a cracking finish Palace though deserve it for creating more and better chances and defending sternly when needed which is more than Arsenal did Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 3 While in the other clash of the day Liverpool faced off Cardiff City yeah, great win for Liverpool. Sam Fleet. It's finished. Cardiff nil, Liverpool 2. Liverpool back to the top of the Premier League, at least for now. The goals came from Ronaldo from the Alexander-Arnold corner and Milner from the spot after Salah went down very easily after a tussle with Sean Morrison. Cardiff played well and could have equalised to Morrison, but he misjudged a header from two yards out. The Reds deserved their win, though, although it wasn't entirely comfortable. A critical win in the bag. Cardiff remained three points adrift of safety. Cardiff City nil, Liverpool 2. I feel like I'm missing all the banter that Rory has with you about all these results, Kieran. Um, well, I'm, well, I don't know would there be much banter today because Everton won and that's his team. 
he'd just be in good jolly form. <laughs> um, but then Liverpool won, so that would probably bring him back down to earth. And then he'd be sour with me for the rest of the show. Well, Rory, if you're listening, do text in and tell us about your emotional response to those games today. Um, pushing up to Scotland then, Hibernian and Celtic played out a nil-all draw. And then coming just a little bit closer to home in the Women's National League, Cork City had a 1-0 victory over Limerick. Christina Dring uh, got the goal there for Cork City in the 81st minute. Pushing on to probably the, the biggest story of the day where Leinster have beaten Toulouse. They will play Saracens in the final of the Heineken's, uh, Heineken Champions Cup. And I think we have some reaction from that game. Yeah, well. Maura Trassany Kelly uh, has the full-time report. Full-time Leinster 13, Toulouse 12. Leinster are in their fifth European Cup final in a game where they were very much in charge. And by the time Scott Bardi got over the line for Leinster's third try into the second half, they were home and hosed while the visitors inflicted a classic French underperformance riddled with mistakes upon themselves. James Lowe scored the first of Leinster's tries early in the first half and that was followed by another from Luke McGrath. In fact, Lowe could have had another in the dying minutes of that half, but for an infringement from Jack Conan. It won't matter, though, as Leinster march on after a forgettable semi-final with no real flow, but with a lot of the accusations of Leinster rustiness put to bed. Full-time at the Aviva Stadium, Leinster 30, Toulouse 12. And back to more local action where Highfield have qualified for the Munster Junior Cup final. They, had, they were just too strong for Cashel today. That game finishing off 29 points to Cashel's three. And then finally to golf where there is just two shots separating the top 10 of the field ahead of the final round of the RBC Heritage Open. Dustin Johnson leads the way on 10 under par with Shane Lowry among a, a group of three players who are on one shot behind. Waterford's Seamus Power is also in contention as he sits in a tie for 20th place on five under par. Yeah, Lauren, you were in uh, Park here in today for the double header, uh, the first of which was Killa and Nipersig. Uh, Killa having a bit of a mixed league so far, Nipersig winning all their games bar one, their last one against Canturk in Glantan. Um, what, how did the game go? Um, it was Nipersig's to lose probably tr- throughout the entire game. Uh, Killa started much the stronger in the second half. Uh, they had the five-point lead back down to one after maybe 10 minutes. Uh, but Nipersig just put the, the foot on the pedal for the, for the last 15. Uh, probably might have some complaints about the scoreline um, that a Killa point was waved over when it, it looked to us in the press box that it was clearly about three feet wide. Okay. Um, but I suppose it wasn't essential when it came to the... To the actual result of the match um, had Killer gone down to get a goal to win it by two we might have, have had uh, some discussions afterwards let's say Yeah I think, uh, I think I might have saw that but uh, anyway that the decision was made where you spoke with uh, Bill Kelleher um, selector with Nipirshig after the game Bill a three point victory in the first round of the championship it's probably the kind of result that you want but definitely, and we'll take anything in the first round. It's only April, but it's nice to to get a first uh, to get a win in the first round of the championship in April. And going forward, now we have two months, maybe three months before we play the next round. Um, Killer really put it up to us there today. Uh, to be fair to him, and um, we would take any kind of a win today, which we took because we have a relatively very young team, and we're quite happy the way things are going up to now. But we know there's an awful lot of work ahead of us down the road five points up at half time you looked pretty comfortable but they had that, re- that that lead 
reduced to one with about maybe 10 minutes played in the second half. Were you happy with how you, you responded to that? Uh, well, you'd have to be happy the way, we were, the way we responded, but certainly weren't happy the way that we conceded those points. I think they hit three and the, the bounce straight after half-time. Obviously, you know, we got a bit anxious there and then, but our, I think our full-back line played were, were tremendous today as well as our half-back line. And, you know, there's an awful lot of work for us ahead of us going forward. I think the 50 on the pitch didn't seem to worry about that lead being re- reduced. No, they worked very hard after it, actually. They dug in and they worked hard after that. When the lead was reduced to one point, we were always able to get that point ahead of them again. Like, Were you ever worried even they're he- heading into the last couple of minutes which will always be worried if you're running <laughs> a pint down of course it would be always be worried but fair those all lads dug in and o- over the last couple of months you've kind of built up like a winning mentality I suppose with the league that probably was showed fruits today yeah well we had to because last year to be quite honest with you we did a disaster of year club level and when we went in this year we did say that we wanted to start winning matches take the league a bit serious and prepare for the first championship match in April which we did and we have the result that we wanted so going forward as I said there is an awful lot of work to be done yet Heading into the break now no one knows when the next game is going to be it's important to go in after winning that first match again t- talking about last year you didn't have the, the, the best year I suppose but facing into that gap on the defeat wouldn't have been ideal No definitely not you'll you'll be worried about it for the whole hole and especially who you're going to get in the next round No we're, we're in round three and we're looking forward to it Thank you very much Thank you too Cheers. Yeah there I have uh, Lauren speaking to uh, Bill Keller after the Napierce win over Killis 18 points to one twelve. The second game probably a bit more bite to it Lauren Glen Rovers and Middleton Absolutely, it was. Uh, it was nearly. It turned into nearly a shootout between Conor Lahan and, and Patrick Corrigan. Uh, but Glen Rovers, they didn't lead. Uh, well, they they took the lead early on, and maybe the fifth or sixth minute. But then it was Middleton's um, game to lose. Then, uh, as we were saying about the first game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Glen Rovers came um, after about forty-seven minutes and just pushed on and pushed on. And I think that was probably down to Conor Lahan's fatigue setting in as well. Uh, Middleton, Middleton just didn't have too many other options up front. Um, but. Yeah, it was a f- super game. The last 10, 15 minutes, we didn't know what way it was going to go, but I think Glen Rovers probably deserved the victory. Yeah, you mentioned the, the last 10 minutes, Simon Kennefick getting the goal uh, nine minutes from time as well, and it was a very well-worked uh, goal. It must be said as well, Pat Horgan uh, strong as well today, but Connery Han really to the, the, the fore, and John Myler was there behind uh, the, the, we'll call it the, the city end uh, goals, watching on uh, both games today, but uh, he impressed. Yeah, he was superb. I think he only maybe struck two wides across the entire game and I think he ended up with maybe 11 or 12 points. I'm not sure that I counted up for a finish. Um, he'll probably look back with some regret though. Um, on about 46 minutes he beat beat the defenders and it was one-on-one, albeit a very acute angle and he struck the ball but it was it was saved um, and immediately from the clearance uh, Patrick Horgan went down and scored a point. So that's a four-point swing. Um, and then just so five minutes later that the Glen went down and got, got a goal of their own um, I think that was a fairly pivotal moment in the game had he struck that that, that would have put them fairly home and dry Yeah you spoke to uh, Glen Rovers boss Richie Keller after the game Richie a four point win you made hard work of that We did we did but look there's two very good teams and uh, it was 50-50 before the ball, before the ball game started at half time we were point down we were still 50-50 and with 10 minutes ago we probably looked at, I thought we were in, under huge pressure but we got the goal to draw level and we, five minutes ago it was only one team and that was ourselves and it was great because look we probably had the edge because they beat us last year and um 
and we had that edge today that, that we I don't like two teams beating us twice in a row and that was brilliant to the players that we need to step up and look we were thrilled with the win because you know, we can enjoy our summer and look we could meet, meet Middleton again because they're a seriously good team I know they missed one two today they're a very good team we're just delighted with the win Took the lead early on but you didn't take the lead again until about the 51st or 52nd minute were you worried at any point uh, you're kind of always worried because things can happen and like when you have a player like Connolly Han and, and, the, and the opposition he's a serious hurler and you sure, you're never you're never safe but look you just stay like as I say when you're two points up you, you stay grounded you try and go three points up if you're two points down you don't go three points down you walk it the other way so you just keep at it keep at it you'll have highs and lows you try and stay level headed and keep at it and like I say keep going keep going and we've drilled into the players and uh, look again we're very very happy with it beautiful sunshine day it's great to come down here and get the ball rolling for the season and we're very happy in the space of a couple of minutes, Lahan's shot and goal was blocked here, went up and got a point the other end through Horrigan and then the that goal a very important couple of minutes yeah definitely look we have a serious goalkeeper in Cahillick he, he great puck out he's in, been in there for a long long time um, when Conor got in it looked like it was goal but he, Connor, and first Cahillick he came out and threw himself at the ball and uh, it was a great save and you say we took the feeling got a point and that was a great response because we were under pressure to go up and it lifts the whole it lifts the crowd it lifts us lifts the players and it just gets you home and over the line which is brilliant some very impressive individual performances obviously Patrick Horgan but you're looking at Doris and Cochran yeah definitely they were very good um, I, I think Conor Doris was a bit disappointed with last year because I think he was held scoreless but he, he, last year he wasn't fit enough he, he had injuries with his back and this year he's trained very very hard and like I say if you put it in you'll get it out and he got his reward today uh, look he's a super guy I'm mad about him and Liam Collin has been in another team for the last couple of years we gave him his chance because we played league matches and he's he shown up he deserved it and he got I think he got three points today and I'm delighted for Liam because he's been in and out of the team and today it was, it was, for, it was great for Liam to see it because he's a good young fella Steve McDonald substituted there with 15 minutes ago was that through injury? Yeah he, he's been carrying a knock he had a little knee operation maybe two weeks ago and um that's why we played in midfield because we had our backs kind of set for the last few matches we had an idea what we, how we wanted to play it in the back line and look Stephen's in his county and he's a super guy we just had, we just had to have our backs set and we put him in midfield and we just, I just felt that he, he was running out of steam he, he was disappointed coming off it was a big call for us to do but look it's all about the team it's not about me it's not about Stephen McDonald it's about the team and we got to win and look it, 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 it's great Big break now until the next round no one is, knows when it's going to be how are you going to approach that break? Yeah look we'll just give the lads a, a couple of weeks off and we'll leave them go uh, one, our coach is getting married in June so we'll have, we have a couple of days out look it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to know but look I know we know even if we lost there today and we, we, we knew we were competitive we had something to build on but it just gives you that winning feeling it boosts confidence we can enjoy our summer we can enjoy this, the weekend now uh, but look I have no doubt we can be middling again down the road and again it'll be a toss of a coin because they're, 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 they're a seriously good team and uh, it'll all be fair for it again we won't get carried away Thanks very much no Cheers Thank you very much. Brilliant. Yeah there you have Richie Kelleher speaking to Lauren uh, after that match uh, earlier on today in Park Urin. So Glen Rovers and Napirtig going through to round three. That follows on from last night's games um, in which uh, Blackrock defeated Ballyhay and Charleville defeated Aaron Zone. Uh, we'll hear now from Fergie Ryan from Blackrock after their win with uh, Ballyhay over Ballyhay. I call up at Fergie after the match. Uh, Fergie very comprehensive in over here tonight in Parker yeah it was it was pleasing I suppose pleasing for us um, that the lads kept kept going till the very end that's, that's what you look for a team really and not to take their foot off the gas and they done that tonight um, yeah and um, I suppose we ran out comprehensive, comprehensive winners in the end um, and you know I think I think they kind of gave up the ghost a bit when we went um, that kind of eight eight points ahead and I think it made it look a bit easier for us um, than what it actually was but I'm um, no, very pleased to win 
That, that first goal kind of, like you said, kind of uh, killed off Billy Hayes, small, but yeah, it came at a good time for us. Um, I suppose we were looking for momentum, and you know, the first fifteen minutes we didn't have it at all, and I think they went two or three up at one stage. Um, but we were definitely at a bit of sixes and sevens, and we weren't tight enough. And you know, getting them in at half time, albeit that we had a good second fifteen minutes of the first half, getting them in at half time just to be clear on what we wanted them to do. Um, and I think they came out and done it, done it in the second half. The, the comprehensive victory, obviously pleasing, but. Uh, another point point might be pleasing the, the spread of uh, scores as well yeah I don't know what it was no but but yeah it, it seemed to be I mean we got a couple of scores from the half back line as well I think Niall got maybe three points I think Andrew Murphy got one um, I'm not too sure that Alan did Alan score as well Alan O'Callan but um, no no and midfielders scored and I think all the forwards scored from what, from what, from what I could make out so that's very pleasing if you get a good spread of scores you know you're not dependent on any one player like so so it's good I won't say looking forward to it I think it's a big problem for the GA is that big break I suppose everybody has said it and um, I know they're trying to put measures in place to it but um, you know there's no there's no real fix to it un- unless the inter-county scene changes and I don't see that changing anytime soon unless um, unless um, counties really come up in arms with regards to their clubs and say we're just going to just going to do something else but you know that's that's just the way it is and we've got to play within the terms that are there and you know we have that break now till probably August and um, we'll just have to try and manage that we'll give them a, a week or two off now anyway just on the on the scoring there, I thought Kevin O'Keefe, you know, he's, he's a great hour for you. And I thought the goal as well, his, his goal was real class, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Look, Kev, Kev, I suppose, has been around a long way. I played with Kev um, yeah, back in a, in a relegation final against yeah, Blarney, actually. Yeah. And Kev came on and got mm. the goal. Um, so I know okay. Kev well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, um, he was only 17 at the time. So what is he now? 25, is he? 25. Yeah. So he's playing eight years senior. So you'd expect um, him to be composed and, and do the right things and you know you just keep working on, on fitness and commitment and trying to do the right thing on the ball and make the right decisions and we're kind of hammering that home all the time it yeah. doesn't always happen it doesn't happen in the county scene but um, yeah, and, you, you hope that they look up and try and see what's on or what's not on and, and do the right thing after that but no it, it came off tonight for us and we're yeah. very happy with that yeah I suppose like the last two years you've had semi-final and a final yeah there's a bit of experience there as well now I think I think we've, we've probably developed that we're playing to a certain level most mm-hmm. times um, as I say it always doesn't go right but we've kind of I think we've got to a level where we're probably in the top tier of maybe six teams in, mm-hmm. in senior I think and um, you know I suppose pushing on for it really the only thing is uh, is to win a county but there's a long way to go yet we'll be delighted with this win we'll try and manage the gap now and mm-hmm. whoever we get drawn against next time we'll we'll prepare as best we can for it great thanks for right. there you have Ferg Ryan from uh, Blackrock speaking to me uh, and Trez O'Callaghan after the match last night in Parkeran which uh, the Rockies defeated Ballyhay 227 to one goal and 10 before that there was a, a bit of an epic Charleville playing their first game up senior taking on Aaron Zone uh, senior hurling stalwart. That game went to extra time. It was Charleville who just uh, pipped the win, one twenty-seven to one twenty-five. Uh, he hadn't even got off the pitch, but I caught up with uh, Charleville coach Ben O'Connor. Been the uh, first game up senior. Uh, some win after extra time. Yeah, sure. Look, we're delighted. Uh, I suppose. There, we're disappointed, disappointed not to, to win it. Normal time we were up two points, and the hero came up and got a fierce point there. We thought he, we thought we'd have him pinned far enough back to get the short side line going on, lob the road of So Our boys, look, they've trained hard. They've been on the go now for 17 or 18 months. So they were, we knew that we'd get that out of them there in the day. And like I suppose we were looking at 
to the next round of it. It's a big help for us if we were to be today. We've no chance of staying up and see your next year. So look, this is the first step and we have a couple more to take to try and keep ourselves up there. Um, was there any worry during the game Aaron's zone were looking like they were on top for a lot of the game there? No, no, look they're senior since 92 or 93 so they were going to have that little bit of experience and a little bit of cuteness about them making it took us a while to settle but half when we settled in we played nice hurling at times they probably caught us on a few pokeouts fast that we gave away a couple of cheap scores and we gave probably away too many frees but look first day out we're, we're just likely to get the win and we'll drive on from here we'll enjoy tonight and we'll drive on How does it feel uh, getting first win in, in senior against uh, what you mentioned a very formidable senior outfit as well Yeah well we, we knew look coming up that we were going to get a right tough battle you always do off hands on when I was playing myself you'd, you'd never beat him by much and if they're up 10 points or down 10 points they keep hurling away the same way so look we just yes, we never <laughs> we, 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 just, we just kept uh, driving on look and look they're a seasoned team they're there for years so it's a nice scalp for us to take and look all I said the boys put in a mount of work and I'm delighted that they're getting the reward for us uh, drove on um, coming up to, to full time drove on there an extra time uh, you seemed to, on top and anyway, the extra time uh, when he got the I think it was two points in the end uh, knocked them over a few small misses as well I'm sure you'll, yeah, you'll be talking three, to yeah, that yeah with three or four wides there right in from we were up a point and two points that we could have maybe put out of the side but look at times the boys would be below and I'd say look they'd say what's the running we'll have the running done i said, say we'll go once more now lads they get on with it that's just the kind of fellas they are half time there next time so lads get on with it yeah. this is what the running's about you can be giving out about all you want but this is what it's about now and look it's done them like as I said we're going for the last 15 or 16 months all the physical work we've done stood them and look uh, finally Ben um, you'll have a break now I'm sure you're d- delighted to, to have the, the extended break uh, again you won't know when you're out again but that doesn't matter you're, you're through to the next round yeah well look we're in the next round we're in the third round we don't have to be worrying about back doors and who's in that draw and things so look the boys have football I think next weekend a couple of football matches a few league games to get out the way then we get back into hurling uh, look we're playing senior hurling now you can't leave it go for three or four weeks without doing anything so we'll just get back and we'll tip away and we'll hopefully have a long summer ahead of us Thank you, yeah, there you have uh, Ben O'Connor, former Newtown legend, now coaching Charleville, and they defeated Aaron Zone after extra time last night. 127 to 125, very exciting game as well, and uh, an even more exciting extra time. Now, the Cork senior ladies team defeated Dublin today in Nolan Park in Kilkenny after extra time, 118 to 214. Now, uh, Lauren, you wouldn't have seen this game obviously because you were in Park you are in but uh, there was I think in total 13 minutes of injury time played there was 6 at the end of normal time or there was 7 at the end of normal time and 6 at the end of extra time which seemed very excessive um, but anyway Cork have got the win they had Orla Finn back after she had concussion uh, over the last few weeks and uh, Cork are back in a good place Absolutely, uh, that Cork-Dublin rivalry has dominated ladies football over the past couple of years and I think Cork would be delighted to have that psychological edge over them going into the championship um, Delighted to see Orla Finn back, she's just a ridiculous baller, I don't know if you've ever seen her play um, so it's fantastic to have her back and I know they kept some of their stronger girls in reserve, um, I think today Saoirse Noonan and Dernan Sullivan didn't start the game um, Interesting to see Noelle Healy facing off against her new club mates mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I know she got a point on, on the board, I was just looking at the match report there uh, but yeah um, would love to know the reasoning for those long injury uh, was there injury delays or was it just I, I, I think, a broken calculator somewhere I speak <laughs> possibly <laughs> I speak to uh, I caught up with Rory Noonan after the game um, from the echo about the win and, and Rory alludes to that there but uh, yeah I caught up with Rory just a short while ago 
Rory Noon from the Echo. Roar, you were up the the game in Kilkenny today. Um, an, an absolute epic between Cork and Dublin, especially with the heat. The game going to extra time. Uh, can you sum up uh, everything that happened? Well, you said it. It was just an absolutely epic and absolutely highly entertaining game of football between two very, very good teams. And in the end, at one point, we were almost looking like we were going to have extra time and extra time. Um, they were so tight all through. Uh, Dublin, Dublin started the better two teams, but once Cork got going, then like you know, they, they were they were well in the match. And it was at half time we were level. Going into injury time at the end of normal time, Cork were point up, and three minutes in, Dublin equalised through Neve McAvoy. And we then had about, we had seven minutes of injury time mm. at the end of the 60 minutes before we then took um, into extra time after that. But both teams, like as you said, the day is absolutely scorching up here and how they kept going is beyond me to tell you the truth. Yeah, it was uh, actually, the, there was a, uh, we were watching the stream and they caught a uh, Cork photographer and supporter Colbert or O'Sullivan uh, lying down on the ground, panned out from the heat uh, at one stage, such as the, I imagine the intensity of that. But um, like, there was a bit of confusion towards the the end of the game. Then I think I think Nicole Owens was sin binned and Cork had a player sent off on a second yellow, but they could restart with fifteen. Dublin couldn't because of the sin bin. Well, they they actually did start okay. with fifteen. So, but what they did was you're dead right. They had Nicole was sin binned and Anya Sullivan was sent off, but because as you will know the rules, like Cork could replace Anya, but. Under the rules as well, in the kind of one I didn't know to tell you through it, but it seems to be in ladies football. Then there is, is they actually could substitute Nicole for the start yeah. of, of um, extra time. So they did start with fifteen. They actually took her off and substituted her. So they did have fifteen on the pitch at the start of extra time. Okay, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, but look, overall, a fantastic day for for Cork looking ahead to a final because they missed out last year, obviously losing to Mayo. Yeah, they were they were very disappointed when they lost that semi final to Mayo last year, and and again it was a they had a couple of late they had chances to to either equalise or go ahead against Mayo, but um, so they are really you could tell that they were up for this match today. It's a huge boost for Cork. Um, it's their second win over Dublin in in a fortnight, and to to, to, to dethrone the defending champions, you know, is, is a massive confidence boost for 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 the Rebels as they as they head now to another tough game against Galway, who Galway um, beat them in their first league match of, of the year this year. Like So they know full well they're not going to be in for an easy ride in two weeks' time. Yeah, no, you'd be thinking Cork will be a small bit better. We were at that game in, in Mallow and, and Cork yeah. just seemed a bit off the pace that day. But look, it's a, it's a league final. Both teams will be up for it. Yeah, and certainly will. And, and I said, um, Galway will, will, you know, will know that Cork are going to be far better than they were. And I suppose if you look really like Cork today, didn't have Derno O'Sullivan playing. They didn't start, start Emer Scally, Saoirse Noonan came on, like you know. So there is there is no real real depth to the Cork panel that maybe was lacking a bit last year. Um, but no, they're certainly a, a team that are um, one that no one's going to fancy taking on. Yeah, D- Darren, you mentioned didn't play today. Will she be back for the final? And also, I think Kira Sullivan uh, picked up a knock as well. Yeah, Kira Kira did pick up an opportunity, but she stayed on. Um, Darren has a slight a back injury, I believe, okay. um, but they are confident that, that, that she would be okay for the final. Efi did say afterwards that um, he could have risked her today, but he decided not to just to give her that little bit more time to be fully fit because, as you said, there's a long season there ahead. And also, he was concerned, um, obviously conscious of her own health as well. He didn't want you know anything to happen to her. Yeah, and Orla Finn came back as well today after a concussion earlier this season. That's right, yeah. Orla, Orla was outstanding and, um, you know, believe it or not, 
Um, she got all Cork's points from freeze in the first half. That was six points. Mm-hmm. And it was the same at the start of the second half. Um, she got the first two again from freeze. So it actually took 45 minutes before Cork got a point from play in this match when Neil Cotter scored. Up to that, it had been all been freeze from all the Finn, like, you know? Yeah, and look, uh, b- before I leave you go, Rord, uh, just we'll say for the last three minutes of injury time, Cork held on to the ball. Now, no one knew maybe when the referee was going to blow the whistle, such was the, the added time uh, in that injury time. But um, they, they were very composed, is what I suppose I'm saying, towards the very end of that, because there was only one point in it at the end. Absolutely, I mean, you know, they held the ball and it reminded me of an All-Ireland final when against Dublin a couple of years ago when they did the exact same thing, but that was a very, very experienced Cork team at the time. This team is not so experienced and for them to do so with some of the players that were on the pitch, you know, great credit to Cork, great composure, showed confidence in each other to pass the ball around, up the pitch, down the pitch, you know, and like at no stage did they ever look like they were going to lose it. And I suppose, like everyone else, the crowd was shouting at that point, blow the whistle to the referee, as they said, we were six minutes into injury time with that and extra t- in injury time at that point so yeah it was very very um, mature I suppose display out of what is a very very overall young Cork team Yeah well look uh, Rory Noon from the Echo you were up in uh, Kilkenny for that uh, National League semi-final Cork and Dublin Cork uh, winning that by a point and go through to the National League final against Galway do I know when where that'll be yet? Uh, the final I'm told is probably going to be in two weeks time and the most likely venue is Parnell Park oh, bringing both teams all the way over to Dublin okay. yeah yeah. Okay. well there you go you have it uh, straight from uh, the horse's mouth from Rory Noon Thank- Rory thanks very much for joining us on your way back to uh, the Rebel County from Kilkenny thanks no problem all the best get on yeah, Rora uh, speaking to me just a short while ago before we came on air earlier on after Dublin or Cork's win over Dublin, one eighteen to two fourteen after extra time. Rory also spoke with Cork boss uh, Efi Fitzgerald after the game. Oh, it's just some spectacle. Um, you know, we came up today, I suppose, <clears throat> looking to see, you know, how our younger girls would would react in, in kind of a card and against, you know, what have been the best team in the in the, in the country for the last couple of years. So I think, you know, I'm so proud of them. We didn't play particularly well in the first half, actually. You know, we were maybe a little bit nervous, a little bit sluggish. We've been training very, very hard, um, but I thought our performance in the second half. Um, alone merited the victory you know we kicked like we went three points up and again maybe a little bit of inexperience we we went for shots we dropped three I think into the goalkeeper's hand there with, with a few minutes to go and you know that gave them a little bit of a foothold and they were able to come back down and, and, and score extra time we didn't stop particularly well either you know they got the first couple of points and normally you know in the 20 minute game like that when people are tired um, that can be decisive but again we battled away and we, we kept in the game we kept you know we kept looking and and um, and we kept probing and I think you know in the finish of it we got to just just rewards I think we might have played 20 minutes in the second half of, the, of, the, of that game I, I'm not sure but you know I was very very proud of the girls I just there's not much more I can say really they're a very very young bunch uh, they're eager to learn you know we beat Dublin two weeks and people were telling us that you know oh, they were short X, Y and Z but at the end of the day yeah they were and we'd probably be meeting them later on the championship you know but this is a big lift for our girls you know it's we're in another uh, national final um, in is it two weeks time I think um, it's something for our girls to look forward to you know and particularly for the younger ones you know I thought again today Claire O'Shea um, and you know Emer Coyley like they, if you go through this I can't you know I can't even put into words now they, 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 you know what they the amount of effort and, and not long effort but their composure I think for, for girls so young I think it was it was absolutely fantastic and you know we're playing against a formidable outfit you know they're a very very good side you know with, with top class players particularly in the forward line so um, all in all I, I have to say 
you know, it's, it's what's more point of you. It's a confidence builder as much as anything else. You know, the league, like we set out in the league, as I, as I keep saying, is we set out to, to unearth some new players. And I think we've done that. And again, like today, we'll, we'll bring the girls on no end because I think it was chapter fever. It was end to end. Um, tit for tat. And, you know, we hit the post a couple of times. We hit the crossbar, but nothing seemed to phase the girls. They kept at it and at it. And I think we kept the ball there for about five minutes to, towards the finish of it. Um, but all in all, I have to say, I'm absolutely thrilled with the, with the performance. And you know, it's a good as I say, it's a good stepping stone. It's the league, and people say it's only the league, but there's only three competitions we can win at the end of the day. And you know, we're in the final this one against you know a very good Galway team. So we'll go away, we'll we'll enjoy this evening, and we'll prepare for the for the final and uh, two weeks time. As you said, back to back wins against the reigning Dollar and champions. Yeah, very pleasing. But you know, I don't think to be fair, I don't think there's very much between the teams like like Dublin beat us last year in the, you know, in the final and it was like that was a learning experience for a lot of our new girls you know I think the top teams generally there's not a whole lot between them you must do wonders um, for confidence though it does yeah I think it does personally like I think for the girls you know lots of those girls are just 18 maybe 18, 19 I think it all goes well for the future for Cork is, is the most important thing you know Dublin will come back and they come back strong in the championship there's no disputing that um, but I think that gives us it gives us a gauge of where we need to be and it also gives us um, I suppose as you said the confidence to, to look at you know how we've been performing particularly over the last number of weeks and how we've been improving and it also shows that we compete, compete at this level with as I said which with a team that has been the best in the country for the last couple of years so that's very pleasing for us. How was Deirdre? Is she injured? Is she yeah, Deirdre has been injured for a few weeks. She's a back injury. Yeah. Um, is she near to return? She is. I suppose we could have risked her today. We could have, you know, maybe possibly put her on the bench but as I say, like, our long-term goals are, you know, to keep Deirdre healthy the same as we are with everybody else. Emer Skelly was another girl who had been quite sick for, for maybe a week and a half and, you know, we decided, you know, to, you know maybe there wasn't an order in her but as it happened, I, think, I thought Emer was superb actually when she, when she came on. So, um, and we we have other girls come back as well. So this first competition for players like um, Emma Splan hasn't played a lot. Chloe Chloe Collins hasn't played at all this year. Um, so I think there'll be a lot of competition for places going forward. But that's all good for us. I think you know where where we've been training really really hard and that was one of the things I was probably worried about coming up here today we, you know, we've upped our training over the last four weeks and you know it's really even looking at them it looked to make it tired but I think um, <laughs> I think it showed there today in the finish of it and you know likewise we were chopping and changing girls were getting cramped and all of that but uh, I, I do think it was, um, it's a fantastic game of football and a, and a great advert if, for ladies. If a point you made to me last year was that your squad we were a small squad numbers yeah. time. we certainly can't say that now because a lot of people have put up their hands for you this year they have well they're a very honest bunch but I think what we have now is we have quality, you know, the, the girls coming through are quality, but you, you can see as well the, the Dublin girls, the size of the Dublin girls, they're very, very physical, they're big, strong, athletic girls and, you know, the wider open spaces of, of, of Crow Park suits, suits those girls, and as well as that, like from an age profile, I think their average age would be 27 or 28, whereas ours would be 22, and that makes a big difference, you know they're, they're, they're mature girls, they have a lot of strength conditioning uh, behind them, and they're you know, they're, they're very, very good old food. But I, I do think that today was generally it was a very, very good um, advertisement for ladies football. And, you know, I suppose it's not very really good for the hands. But at this stage of my life, I'm, I'm probably used to it. But even if we had lasted it, to be fair, I think I would have been, I'd have been very, very proud of the girls. And, you know, there were stages when I thought we had it and there were stages when I thought it was gone from us. Um, but overall, you have to say, you know, not that colleague is his. I'm delighted with my girls and uh, we'll march on up to the final. Hopefully we can give it a good point. Yeah, there you have Evie Fitzgerald speaking to Rory Noonan of the Echo uh, earlier on following that win over Dublin today. Um, 
In the last uh, half hour or so, uh, Munster Rugby Lauren have released a statement saying that they don't condone the entry of any spectator to the field of play. The, the province wishes to confirm yesterday's identified spectator is not a member of uh, the Munster Rugby Sporters Club and doesn't hold a season ticket with the province either, but they're going to investigate it further. That's after the uh, supporter wearing the uh, loafers, shorts and no socks came onto the pitch and went up to Vinopola. Uh, I think he stuck up the fingers or something to him but um, yeah what do you make of it? Uh, it it's a kind of a, say, a statement that doesn't really say a lot mm-hmm. really um, I don't know what Munster could do beyond that or, or say beyond this um, yeah I think it's obviously it's a, it's a tricky situation because I'm sure a lot of us may or may not agree with the supporter and maybe his reasonings but maybe his different reasonings who knows um, probably the most offensive thing was the get up of him alright yeah there was a lot of booing at the match as well which would be very uncharacteristic in rugby and for Munster fans yeah it'd be very uncharacteristic I was at a game a couple of years ago where a player was actually a supporter was, was ejected from the, the stadium for making noise during uh, some penalties being taken so yeah like perhaps maybe there was a collection of people at the game that aren't diehard Munster fans and maybe we're only there for the occasion obviously there's an awful lot of Irish people resident over in England and in the UK um, so we can't obviously paint everyone with the same brush um, but yeah a little bit uncharacteristic to hear those kind of reports Yeah well uh, still plenty to come before we finish up the show we're going to hear a bit of Joanna Reardon's chat with Tracy Kennedy we'll hear from Cove Ramblers boss Stephen Henderson uh, after their nil all draw last night with Longford Town and coming up next we'll hear from John Caulfield out of Cork City's massive game with Sligo Rovers tomorrow Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie The Big Red Bench yeah, welcome back to the show. Kieran Regan along. I'll follow with you till 7 o'clock. If you want to text 0868104106 is the text number or the same on WhatsApp if you want to uh, talk about anything we've been talking about on the show tonight. Now, Cork City, they're under massive, massive pressure. They've lost a number of games in a row in the Premier Division and uh, they're sitting in, uh, I think it's 6th or 7th position ahead of tomorrow's game against Sligo Rovers who are level on points with them. They have the same amount of wins, losses and draws. Uh, Cork City just ahead of them on goal difference. Uh, I caught up with John Caulfield uh, earlier on today ahead of the game. Yeah, it's a tough schedule and um, you know we've had a number of lads, obviously Daryl Connor got... 15 minutes the other, the other night he still has a bit to do but um, he got that um, obviously Alan Bennett Carol Shepherd, Colm Hogg are still out but at the same time um, young Darrell Crowley started his, made his debut you know and he's with our 19s and did really well so um, you know I suppose the main the main thing again it's, it's that we're back home um, we are in a very difficult run at the moment and, and I suppose the most important thing I think for our supporters that were at the game in Waterford on Friday night I think they could see we played exceptionally well in the first half our passing and our movement and, and that we probably you know we're probably not creating as many chances but we were unlucky with having the goal this low but overall up to the 75th minute the game was on a knife edge and um, but at the moment uh, we're just um, 
we're, we're, we're not creating as much as we, as we could um, but it's a huge game for us tomorrow night and what I would say is that um, the team are, are given everything it's been a tough run for them and uh, what I would say to our supporters is that come out in force tomorrow night get behind the team be very positive from the start because it's a huge game it's a game we have to win Yeah um, Sligo obviously like all the other teams and they're, they're another tough uh, opponent going to the showgrounds can be extremely tough but they're coming down obviously this time but look another very tough game yeah, uh, where you need the three points. Well, Sligo a good run at the moment because they beat Dundalk two weeks ago, threw yeah. at Wardford, uh, beat Finn Harps. Um, so from that point of view, you know, obviously we know Johnny Dunleavy and Ronan Cochran are with them, but more import- importantly, they've also, um, you know, big physical team and and um, you know they've done they've done really well and have done really well in Cork, funny enough, in the last number of years. So. Um, Every game is really, really difficult, very tough, and um, you know I suppose they'll fancy their chances with the run we're on at the moment. We've to we've to halt that urgently, and and that's why uh, you know I, I suppose that's why I'm appealing to the fans to come out and get behind the team. The fans have been great, but we just need real positivity tomorrow in the ground into the ground early get behind the boys because we need to stop the rot we need to get back up uh, up that table What can you do to stop that rot I know you mentioned there's a good camaraderie in the, the squad uh, training and that but yeah, absolutely. But no, and we're a young team, and you know, and, and unfortunately, you can be saying what you want. But you look at the team the other night, and you have McCarthy, McLaughlin, Casey, Tilly, um, young Derek Crawley, all under twenty-one, and they're a young team, and they have and, and they're learning very quickly. They're playing really well, and there is great uni- unity within the team. But you know, we need results, and um, you know, the, you have to keep working hard, and and if you do that, you you you, you you'll break your bad luck. So at the moment, um, you know, it's a huge game first tomorrow, and uh, we just we need that. You know, it's a five o'clock kickoff. You know, appealing to sports to get into ground early, but certainly from the start of the match, get really behind the lads right for the 90 minutes and uh, see can we turn around because we will at some point, but we need to do it urgently. And uh, you know, tomorrow is um, you know the last number of games have been very disappointing, but um, you know we're all determined that we can try and turn it around tomorrow. Um, there's only I think goal difference separating two teams in the table, so it has a huge significance as well. The, the result tomorrow on the, the table. Yeah, well, there's, there's, there's ten games gone this season. Yeah. There's still you know three quarters of the season to go, which is a long way. But the, but the the problem for us is that there's a number of teams boxed together, and there's only you know four or five points between four or five sides. And uh, but at the moment um, we, we haven't been taking points, so um, you know we've just to look at ourselves and a home game for us and see can we put the pressure on, on Sligo tomorrow see can we play to our best and, and ultimately score goals and win the match but um, you know it's going to be an extremely tough game but look at this as I keep saying we're in yesterday we're in again today lads are preparing for tomorrow and they're, they're determined to try and get that positive result but um, you know we know it's going to be a huge challenge but you know we're hoping that uh, tomorrow's going to be the day that we, we turn the wrong uh, Look there's a lot of negativity on, online anyway I'm sure you don't pay too much attention to it but it is there uh, you've appealed to the supporters is it what can get them to, to turn around yeah well there's no point in you know going out and you know being a supporter of our club and our support has been phenomenal and you know to be, to be honest which I don't know about the online and I'll on that and I stay away, away from that obviously you know our, our team are younger younger players you know I think a lot of you know we look around and there's tremendous support for the team and the club and people understand where we're at but we all know at the moment the results have been disappointing so there's an opportunity tomorrow to turn around we need you know, be, to be positive, you know, you know, we don't want people to come to criticise the players on the pitch. When people get behind the team, it's it's, it's our club, it's 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 our city, our, our club in the city and county. I want everyone to get behind and see if we can get the win, and let's have that positive feel in the ground tomorrow and 
giving all the encouragement to the lads and you know and and, and um, I think if we can do that tomorrow then um, we're all hoping that we can pull off the result the, You mentioned a few minutes ago the, the younger lads who are in the, the squad and someone who played uh, most recently um, that, that can have a knock-on effect on their conference as well of course their young players and getting their first games debuts yes. and all that and, and you know while young McCarthy and young McLaughlin and Dan Casey while they've played in our league this is the first season they're actually playing week in week out every game and uh, and they want to establish themselves young Derek Corley come from our 19s we came Bardry on the bench and one of our 19s you know all these guys they need encouragement and when you lose games it is hard to take and you know and, and from their point of view do they lose a bit of confidence you know so that's why we all need to row in and be very positive and uh, you know we're all we're all in in a, to, to get the right results with tremendous support and we all need to be positive and get behind these lads tomorrow and um, and hopefully tomorrow we, we'll start with a win because um, you know we believe that if we can rectify and get a win we, 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 we'll, cha- we'll, we'll change up the table or get up the table you know quickly but, but um, again uh, it's a huge game tomorrow Yeah John Caulfield there speaking to me a little earlier on today ahead of the massive massive game at Turner's Cross tomorrow at 5 o'clock against Sligo Rovers asking the supporters to get behind City because there has been a lot of negativity uh, over the last few weeks um, about maybe the way Cork City are playing and, and, and the results maybe to be expected Lauren anyway when the team isn't doing well Yeah we see it across all sports really and it's important yeah. I think for players to not really pay any attention to it I think if you're going out with the intention to I suppose get positive feedback from the fans you're, maybe your mindset's a little bit off so I think once they can just not pay any attention to it really and this was, that's going to come from within um, but yeah it, it's, it's, it's expected I suppose um, you follow a team for so long and I think I think you, you you build a personal bond with these players even though you might know them personally because uh, you're, you're seeing them week in week mm-hmm. out so when things aren't going well um, people do tend to uh, get the keyboards out. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's probably a bit tougher to take uh, that Cork City aren't doing so well because they have done so well over the last few years and only 18 months ago did the, the double. So obviously that, you know, people grow to, you know, success becomes the norm for a lot of people. And when it doesn't happen, I suppose... Well, you miss it and you want more success. So it's disappointing, I suppose, to see City where they are. But it is what it is. They are where they are. And uh, hopefully the supporters get behind uh, the club tomorrow against Sligo Rovers in Turner's Cross. Now, if you haven't heard, I'd be very surprised if you haven't. But Joanna Reardon is doing a podcast here on Cork's Red FM. And uh, most recent podcast was with Tracy Kennedy, the chairperson of the Cork GA board. Uh, She's currently walking the Camino. Uh, at the moment as it happens but uh, she caught up with Joanne uh, just a few uh, weeks ago and uh, here's a small snippet of that latest podcast between Joanna Reardon and Tracy Kennedy. Um, I suppose you know 2018 was um, it was a bit of a, a, a mad year more than anything else and I always joke that Cork GA that we definitely are the most radical GA groups in terms of like we are diehard extremists um, but 2018 I remember hurling it was a decent year and I remember the defeat to Limerick it was just it was it was kind of sickening more so because you were like oh man we really had that in the bag but I suppose football was extra tough you know Munster final that like hammering to carry in Parky Cueve you know and the big hype the big hype of oh we're going to be playing in Parky Cueve and then the subsequent defeat to Tyrone 
Um, I suppose you were lucky at that. And was there a lot of people kind of coming to you going, "This is Tracy. What are you doing? This is your fault." You know, or did you find that like kind of tough? Not that you expected success, but were you kind of standing there going, "Oh, that's a bit of a shame." Yeah, I think we were on a little bit of a high after our win over Tipperary. Yeah, because um, that had been a really good game, I and mean, we played really well. It was enjoyable football, and I suppose maybe we thought we were somewhere we weren't. Mm. But I always find court defeats hard. You know, why wouldn't I? You know, my whole, as I say, all every spare minute of my time is, is built around court. I'm a, I am a fan above everything else. Yeah. I'm a fan. You know, uh, I cry when we win. I cry when we lose. You know, it's it's part of of the feelings that all our fans have. I get feel the euphoria. I feel the devastation. So. And and again, I have very high expectations for Cork. Like, I mean, I want to win the double every year. Yeah. <laughs> and people say to me, oh, you're from a hurling area. But it's not like that for me. It's all Cork, you know, whether it's hurling, camogie, ladies football or men's football. It's it's Cork. They're wearing a Cork jersey. I want them to win. Yeah. So the defeat to Kerry was very, very difficult. And then I suppose we still hoped we might pick it up. So the Tyrone one was the worst. That experience, I remember sitting up there and it's like, oh, my God, it's just so awful. I remember getting the call going, can you write 800 words on it? And I was like... Oh. Oh, it was 800's a, a lot of words to put into this Oh, It was very, very hard. And it's so hard when on the players and, the, and management because they whatever I put in, like what they put in is unbelievable. I mean, their lives are on hold during yeah. the inter-county season. The commitment they make is absolutely phenomenal. And no team goes out to make that, to give that kind of performance. They just, that's not how it works. And people seem to think that, you know, the lads lost on purpose or something like yeah. that. I find criticism of players like that difficult to take. But I always find the lose on purpose and the whole team must be useless. I'm like, yeah. they're hardly selected now just because for a laugh. Like, no, you know. and like the manager isn't going, well, there's 10 much better players, but I'm just not going to pick them. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's not how it works either. So that was a very hard defeat. And it, I, I suppose I felt that stage that... I, I must try to do something. Like our football hadn't been going well for a while. Yeah. And I was involved in the periphery, we'll say, in 2010. And that was so brilliant. You know, it was so fantastic. And at that time, we thought we could win another couple of our lines, you yeah. know. So it was disappointing where football has gone since then. And, you know, I just did some talking to football people because honestly my background would be stronger in hurling so mm. I'd know more about hurling I'd be more confident about hurling. So I spoke to a lot of football people Um just to get ideas, see, you know, and, and the kind of view I was getting was that we needed some kind of a plan, that yeah. there's a lot wrong structurally in football in Cork. Now, I'd have some concerns about our structures in hurling as well, but we seem to make a better job of, of hurling at the moment. It's something we need to look at in the longer term, though, you know, what yeah. needs to improve there. But some of what we've put into our football plan will help hurling as well. That's the reality of it. So, yeah, it was, I got permission from the county board to put together a group to develop a football plan, and I got my three first choices <laughs> agreed to be part of it Conor Coonan Brian Cuthbert and Graham Canty yep. and you know such no brilliant people. people oh sure like, and I mean totally in awe of them as well yep. you know so it was brilliant that they agreed to be part of that so we have our plan now at least but it's going to take some time and uh, you know I think like after our first defeat in the league we, we launched the plan maybe week before or two weeks before I was say, yeah, the, yeah and people started the Cork five year plan and I'm like five year not five minutes yeah. you know five year five year please give us a chance and like there's nothing in that plan that's going to be achieved any sooner than within the first year yeah. so um, I would hope that people can give a chance but I do understand you know Cork supporters like you say we, we do go to extremes you know when we really do we, when Cork win it's like oh my god the best thing in the world and we're all 
absolutely high and when Cork lose it's total devastation and I understand that because I'm part of it too <laughs> you yeah. know I am that fan as well but it does make it difficult at times but I hope that people can bear with us and we will need clubs to buy into this plan as well that's the reality of it you know yeah, Tracy Kennedy speaking to Joanna Reardon there a few weeks ago, but you can listen to that podcast in full on redextra.ie or wherever you get your podcast. Fantastic interviews. And next week's one is going to be absolutely brilliant as well. Fantastic uh, female sportswoman speaking to Joanna Reardon. It'll be released on Friday at 12 o'clock on the Big Red Bench Twitter account. You'll be able to get a link to that. Now, Cove Ramblers were in action last night against Longford Town. Finished in a scoreless draw. Stephen Henderson spoke to John O'Shea after the game. The goalkeeper didn't get a save to make. And their goalkeeper had two or three saves to make. And we panicked once or twice when we had great opportunities. So, point this point, we didn't win the game. Yeah. Might no bones without their good side. They... Um, they work very hard, you know. They got an awful lot of credit. I think that's the difference with them this year than last year. They press you really well. They go after you and they hassle you, and they're a really good side. And we found it hard to try and play a bit. I think we were too reliant trying to get Jays one on one. But when we did manage to play it around, we created good chances. So most important thing was a clean sheet. And we're working hard to get a clean sheet, and uh, we got it. And um, the back four, I thought, were, were sensational. You know, not just with balls coming in on top of them, but just the movement they had to deal with. They, they dealt with it really well. And, uh, you know, in the middle of the park, we were solid, and then Jay's up front was causing them problems. But uh, we can do a little bit better on the ball, can't we? We can just do a little bit better, but like, I think that's more credit to them than uh, than we don't. Yeah. And how, how satisfying were they? Like, uh, any very, very kind of informal and confident Longford side coming down here that they you limited them to kind of such few opportunities. I think they, they looked the most dangerous with set pieces, and I thought we dealt with them well, you know, like, um, because they put a great ball into the box and fairness them. So I thought we dealt with that great. And then, uh, you know, I, I saw, I just so happy because sometimes you look at it and you're always, we always said that you'll always judge how you, how you play, uh, defensively by how much your goalkeeper gets. And our goalkeeper got nothing, and that's a credit. That's just that's the whole team working hard. We worked as hard as them, and uh, we stopped them from from playing. You know, they hit a lot of diagonal balls to to, to get our situation. So, uh, you know, I think I think both teams kind of cancelled each other out tonight, which is a credit to both teams. So I think we had the best chance. Yeah, I mean, actually, this all between like G is and they, I think we had the, you, you did have the clear chances on the night, you know, and then um, you know we had the one on one with them there, and then we had one that was. I think we hit the post up there in the fourth half as well and then we had another one that went across the goal nobody put a, yeah. put a, put a ball in and then Steve Steve put a brilliant free kick in around the outside of the wall there just needed someone to run across the keeper and he had a goal but nobody kind of took that on board to do it do you know um, yeah we, we created some good chances good opportunities we didn't take them but it's a draw but the most important thing is that it's, this, um, it's, a, it's the second game uh, you know unbeaten and that may not seem a lot but we, we felt it's important to try and start and build a run together and you have to start somewhere and get the draw against the league leaders here and a great win away to, to go away last week so you know we have to try and, and go three unbeaten next week and yeah. is, 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 in that sense I presume like, is it this kind of taking like game by game once you're solid at the back and then we have to yeah. yeah and you know we, we've taken them away into groups John do you know yeah. we have we've taken them away into groups and we're working defenders and we're working um, the forwards and midfielders so uh, you know there's a lot of work going into the into the back four and I think we're starting to see the, the rewards of that because like, just the basic 
uh, pressing, the covering. Um, you know, one goes to win it. The boys are coming in around them. Uh, Stop and Grass was coming into the back. Don't see Knock on our, you know, still his knees out there. You know, he was fantastic uh, down the left hand side. You know, he stopped some great crosses. Very aggressive in his heading. Uh, you know, so, so defensively he done really well. He, he, when we get that right, then we start getting going up the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, was it kind of is it more of a point gain or two points lost, or you're happy to take the point? Do you? It's, it's a great question. Yeah, because um, disappointed on the chances that we created. Yeah, and some two or three of them were great chances. Yeah, um, so you're disappointed we didn't get to three points. Yeah. Genuinely disappointed. Yeah. That's a good thing. Isn't it? But you're very happy to take that point. You know. Oh yes. Can I kick on? No, like you say, how important first time this season oh, for Ramos? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just cut that once. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what it is? It's, it's that's two two games on the beat. Yeah. Right, so now it's on to the next one, Trada. So we have to work Trada a good side. Mm-hmm. Again, we're coming up against a team that's at their, probably at their scars, um, picking their rooms after mm-hmm. a fairly heavy defeat by the looks of it to, to Brian, I think. So uh, they'll be down here now, they'll be looking. They're a good side, Trada. They're also one of the teams that people fancy to, if not win the league, at least hit a playoff spot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good point for us, but it could have been three, couldn't it? Could have been we'll just focus on draw yeah. now and we'll um, yeah. see what happens there. Yeah, there you have Stephen Henderson speaking to John O'Shea after last night's nil all draw with Longford Town at St. Coleman's Park. That's about it for the Big Red Bench this evening. You can catch the show back uh, on a podcast in the next few minutes. We'll put the link up on our Twitter account. Um, but yeah, a very busy show. It's nice and we'll put some uh, extra content, I think, into the uh, podcast including an extra 10 minutes with uh, Stephen Henderson there he uh, has a talk as well about the FAI and John Delaney and so on and so forth that's about it so for the bench uh, for today from myself and Lauren Guilfoyle we'll talk to you next week The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm